The halacha of the mission is only in a case where the and I were all said of the original Nazir's declaration. is the amount of time it takes to say Shalom Aleichem Rebbe. Yehuda said that doesn't give time to the Talmud who must greet his Rebbe and still wants to say and I. Therefore, the halacha of the mission applies to the length of time of plus the time that it takes to say and I. According to Yishlokish, the mission would allow up to three people to say and I, since that, that's what can be said in the time of Toichidei Dibur. According to Rabbi Yehuda, it would seem that even a fourth person would be able to join in this chain as well. Abraisa says like Yishlokish. Maybe our mission can be brought as a proof to Yishlokish as well. The Mishnah gives the example of two people saying Anai. According to Rabbi Yehuda, this should be up to four people. So the Mishnah, uh, which limits it, the Chayre follows Rish Lakish. The says it may be and the Mishnah would agree that there can be up to four people, but it's not usual for Mishnah to keep listing more and more cases than necessary, so therefore it gives the case of two people. In fact, why not only give the case of one person then? Mara says, since the end of the Mishnah discusses where either the first person had his nether annulled or where the last person had his nether annulled, in that case, there has to be three people. Therefore, the first part of the Mishnah gives the case of three people as well, the original acceptance and two responders, and, uh, and that's why it doesn't limit it to just less than that. When a person says "and I," does he mean to connect the statement with the person immediately prior to him in the chain, or does he mean to connect with the original declaration of the zeros? The difference would be whether the statement "and I" has to be made of the original declaration or of the immediately prior statement of the "and I" of the person who said it before him. Mar said we can answer for our mission. The mission gives the example of two people saying "and I." If each person means to connect to the immediately prior person, the mission could have given examples with many more statements than just two people saying it. Mar says it's not a proof. It's not usual for the mission to list more cases than necessary, so it only gives the case of two people saying and I. I say, why not give the case of only one person? Like we just explained, the end of the mission, since the end of the mission discusses whether either the first person had his nether annulled or whether the last person had his nether annulled, and in that case it has to be three people. Therefore, the first part of the mission gives the case of three people the original acceptance and the two responders as well. Maybe we can answer the question from our mission. The mission says, if the first person's nether, meaning the original declaration, is annulled, all the people are released from the inner dharma as well. This seems to suggest that if the second person's nether was annulled, there would be no effect on anyone else. We see that everyone must mean to connect to the original de- declaration because everyone's sort of hanging on his declaration. Mars is not. Maybe that each person connects with the immediately prior person. The reason the mission gave the example of where the first person's nether was annulled is because it wanted to be able to make the statement that they're all released, which can only be said when the first person's nether was annulled. For acting more, the mission says, if the nether of the last person was annulled, no one is released from their nether. Now, this suggests that if the middle person's nether would be annulled, those following him would become released. We see that everyone must mean to connect to the person immediately prior to themselves. Or I said, maybe that everyone means to connect to the original declaration. When the mission says, achroin, it means a later person, not the last person. It is actually referring to the middle person. The mission is therefore saying that if the middle person is released from his nether, it does not release anyone else, even the people after him, from the nether. Mara says, though, Abraisa clearly says if a middle person is released from his nether, anyone that follows him is also released, and anyone prior in the chain is not released. From here, we can clearly see that a person means to connect to the person immediately prior to him in the chain, and not to the original person, Shmamino. The Mishnah said, if a person says, Harini Nozir Vishomacha Veroi Vomar Pikipiv Usaori Kisaroi Vhulu. In fact, Marabraisa says that a statement of accepting the zeros onto a body part is only effective when the body part is something that which a person can't live without, like his head, his liver, etc. So why does the statement regarding his mouth and his hair create in his ears? For Yehuda said, the cases where he says, let my mouth be like his mouth regarding not drinking wine, let my hair be like his hair regarding not cutting it. Misha then said, if the person says, if the, if the woman says, I read in the zero, v'shama bala, v'omar ve'ani e'na yochel l'hofer. Fekmar, does a husband's hafara retroactively uproot the nether or does it dismiss it from the point in time of the hafara and on? 
difference would be where a woman accepts Naziris, her friend overheard it and then said, and I, and the first woman's husband was then Nefer. If it retroactively uproots it, then even the second woman is not a Nazira, because she was tied onto something which never existed. If it dismisses it at the time of that fire, then the second woman would remain a Nazira, because she taka said, and I, to something at that which at the time was a true promise of Naziris. Everything Mara Mishra says, if a woman accepts Naziris and her husband says, and I, he can no longer be made for her, because that would take away his own Naziris as well, and a person can't release himself from his own vow. Now, if the Hafara only dismisses going forward, why can't he be made for to release his wife, since um, since his Naziris would anyway remain in place? It must be that the Hafara uproots retroactively. Mara says, no, it's not a proof. It may be that the Hafara only dismisses moving forward. The reason he can't be made for is that by saying, and I, it's as if he confirmed her nether. And the halach is that once a husband confirms his wife's nether, he can no longer be made for without first annulling his confirmation. A mission says, if a woman accepts Naziris and designates Karbanas for the Naziris, then her husband is then Nefer. If they were his animals, they lose their Kedusha and are fully Chulun. If they were her animals, the Chathas has to be left to die. Now, if the Afar uproots the Naziris retroactively, then even when the, when the animals belong to her, they should lose their Kedusha completely and become Chulun. It must be that the Afar only dismisses the Nether from this time forward, from the time of Afar and forward. And the may be that the Afar uproots retroactively. The reason why the Chathas must be left to die is because it's given the status of a Chathas whose owner has died, in which case the is that the chattas has to be left to die. Fedek the Gemara, Mishnah says, if a woman accepts Naziris and then drinks wine or becomes tummy, she's subject to Malchus. Now, if the, if the case is where the husband was not Mefer, the Mishnah would be obvious. It must be with the case where the husband was Mefer. We see that the Afar only dismiss, dismisses from this point and forward. And for the Gemara, maybe that Afar uproots retroactively. And the Mishnah is giving a case where the husband was not Mefer. The reason the Mishnah gives, brings the obvious case is to contrast with the next part of the Mishnah, which says that if the husband was Mefer without the wife's knowledge and she drank wine or became tummy, she does not get Malchus.